Hi, babes. Welcome to the What Like It's Hard Babe podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine, and this podcast is all about influential court cases. I will give you the breakdown of the cases in a chat on this podcast. Today, I am going to be going over the United States versus Elizabeth A. Holmes, and I know you're going to love today's episode. Follow me on Instagram at what like it's hard babe, and definitely check out my blog while you are there. The link is in my bio. Let's get into today's episode. Let's begin with who is Elizabeth Holmes. So it all started when Elizabeth went to Stanford University. She pursued a degree in chemical engineering. However, it lasted just a few semesters because she wanted to be an entrepreneur. She aspired to be a successful Silicon Valley entrepreneur, and she thought of a company which later became known as Theranos. Theranos derives from both words therapy and diagnosis. And Theranos basically claimed that it devised blood tests that required a very small amount of blood and could be performed rapidly thanks to the small automated devices that the company had developed. The idea seemed miraculous. It seemed like it was going to be the next breakthrough in the healthcare technology field and the idea itself was amazing. She was 19 years old at the time when she pitched the idea and actually opened the company. So in order to fund her startup, she raised more than $700 million from venture capitalists and private investors. Among those investors was a guy named Ramesh Sunny Bawani. Now, Sunny became the COO of Theranos ultimately and also him and Elizabeth were involved romantically although they did not disclose that information until the lawsuits began to form. So while the company was running Sunny had a big influence on the company as well obviously as Elizabeth. They just kept manipulating brainwashing people in believing that their technology worked, when in actuality, it was very, very faulty. At the company's peak, it was worth $10 billion, which Elizabeth owned the majority of it since she was the founder and CEO of the company. The majority of the Theranos lifespan, Elizabeth was doing motivational speeches, a lot of press, interviews, etc. You can tell, you know, by her appearance, she would wear black turtlenecks, black blazers, all black everything all the time. She had a deep voice on her interviews and speaking engagements. You could just tell she was very much influenced by Steve Jobs And not only that, like she was very good at selling and pitching her idea and making people believe that it actually worked. 
the reality of the whole situation was that the machine she invented for Theranos, it was called the Edison, was faulty. Nanotron device that claimed just by the prick of the finger, a small amount of blood would be extracted and put into the little nanotron to be then put into the Edison machine to test for a variety of medical conditions ended up being faulty and elizabeth told no one while running this business apparently they had big machines from siemens you know just regular blood test machines that any other blood testing center would have and test and of course those machines needed more blood and so in order to do that they diluted the little sample of blood provided by the patient which that's already illegal in itself tampering with patients that's crazy to me so she had people fooled for years and years and years even when a very very famous article by the wall street journal came out that questioned the vitality of the therenos technology elizabeth kept defending herself she appeared on mad money and basically said that people will fight you and then you will change the world she just kept manipulating people brainwashing people and standing by her company and brand the question of morality comes in you're dealing with patients you're dealing with sick people you're dealing with fate for example if the blood tests came out faulty and said a patient needed to treat themselves for a condition that they didn't have that can be eventually fatal after the article came out the company kept having legal and commercial challenges from medical authorities investors the u.s securities and exchange commission which is the sec centers for medicare and medicaid cms obviously patients themselves former business partners i also want to mention they did have a huge deal with walgreens where they were opening a theranos diagnosis center in select walgreens stores and upon many interviews some patients said that they came at them with a full syringe and a tube and apparently they stated oh due to the type of blood test you're taking we need to take this much blood which was a lie it was just crazy like the whole the whole scandal was insane so ultimately elizabeth so ultimately by june 2016 elizabeth's personal net worth dropped to virtually nothing and of course after the years of struggle lawsuits um they had random um like audits and surprise visits and where there was found of the more evidence was found that the machines were faulty the facility was not clean the facility was not operating to these standards so in september of 2018 the company ended up dissolving and getting liquidated
So by March of 2014, the securities of... the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission charged Elizabeth Holmes and the former company president, Sonny Palwani, with fraud. In June of 2018, the United States Attorney for the Northern District of California announced the indictment of Holmes on wire fraud and conspiracy charges. And also the former COO Balwani was charged with the same thing. So the trial eventually happened just recently because it was delayed due to the COVID pandemic and Elizabeth being pregnant. So the actual trial began August 31st of 2001 and they're being tried separately. So Holmes's trial just happened and Balwani's trial is postponed until January 11th, 2022, which just recently passed. Of course, Holmes was found guilty on four counts of wire fraud conspiracy on January 3rd, 2022. So due to the technology being faulty and the fact that the Reynos hid that it used commercial devices for most of its tests, the jury found Ms. Holmes guilty on four out of the 11 counts of wire fraud or conspiracy to commit wire fraud. And I want to just discuss more legal terms and the legalities of this case. Okay, so let's discuss the charges of Elizabeth Holmes. So she was charged with the, the government charged Holmes with two counts of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and nine counts of wire fraud. So the first conspiracy alleges that she conspired to defraud investors, meaning she made numerous representations to prevent potential investors about the Theranos' financial condition. And the second conspiracy charged alleges that she schemed to mislead doctors and patients about the speed and accuracy of the tests. The judge, Judge Edward Davila, said that he would dismiss any wire fraud and conspiracy charges regarding patients and doctors who had not paid for the tests or who had been reimbursed by their insurance company. That's because in his view, the fraud charges required injured parties to have lost money. Why wire fraud? What is wire fraud? So basically the claims that Elizabeth made to people such as investors, doctors, and patients were fraudulent. So It's the actions associated with that fraud, which was receiving money and sending money and test results. That action is why the federal government would prosecute anybody. So charging Elizabeth with wire fraud means Theranos' actions fall under the jurisdiction of the federal government. Because the alleged fraud included interstate wire frauds, So, the reason why the federal government 
is able to prosecute them as opposed to just the state of California is because the alleged fraud included interstate wire transfers. So, of course, every case needs evidence. What is the evidence in this case? So, the material evidence that is known are the wire transfers themselves. But apparently, the prosecution has more than 12 million pages of documents that it plans to turn over to the defense. This also includes the media appearances and press releases that Elizabeth gave, which considers her information misleading as well. So what did the prosecution have to do to win? So in order to prove this case, the prosecution had to prove that Elizabeth knew about the fraud and actually intended or planned to defraud investors and company. So of course she pleaded not guilty. In a deposition with the SEC for a previous civil case, Elizabeth admitted that she made false statements about Theranos involving its ability to run tests and its affiliation with the military. So how much jail time is she looking at? So she could face up to 20 years in prison and a fine of $250,000 for each count of wire fraud and for each conspiracy count. So potentially the total will be about $2.25 million plus, you know, any other restitution to other victims. Okay, so again, the jury delivered a partial verdict. So Elizabeth was found guilty of four out of the 11 charges, including conspiracy to commit wire fraud against investors in the blood testing company. On three of the counts, the jury remained undecided. Each involves specific charges of wire fraud from December of 2013. She was found guilty of one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and three counts of wire fraud, not guilty on one conspiracy count and not guilty on three more wire fraud counts. This case is still ongoing when it comes to her former CEO of the Theranos company, Sunny Balwani. So definitely stay up to date. You know, follow me on Instagram and check out my blog for any updates. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you want to be featured on my next episode, take a screenshot of you listening to this and tag at what like it's hard babe and you could be featured on my next show thank you so much have an amazing day babes and we'll chat soon bye